Ooh. Once it hits the lips. That was nice. <laughs> That's a good. Welcome to the Joe Bot and Laser Show. Hello and welcome. Welcome. All of our listeners. One of our favorite things to do before we start recording, which we haven't done much of because <laughs> it's the second podcast, second <laughs> is listen to music <laughs> and try to figure out what song we want to use. What's the vibe? Today we used AI DJ because we couldn't decide. We kept <laughs> bouncing around different songs. In a way, you just you decided. I decided that AI was going to make the choice. Well, based off of your preferences. True. Yeah. True. Wouldn't have been able to decide this song without you listening to songs like this. I do listen to this band a lot. Arc du Soleil. They're pretty solid. So, what, what's going on? We're gonna give a little overview. Yeah. Of what the pot of what this episode is going to be like. Yeah, I think episode of, or uh, overview of what the episode is going to be like. Overview of what we're envisioning for the podcast in general. Yeah. So this episode is going to be we're going to talk about Joe's hockey career. Yeah. Kind of the ups and downs and how he feels about it now. And then in the next episode, we'll do mine. So we'll kind of create these like mini series. Yeah. And that way we can give each other time to talk and ask questions. It doesn't feel rushed. And that way, if people in the future that we ask to come onto the podcast, if they want to talk on a topic that we've already talked on, they'll have a couple to choose from and kind of get an idea for how we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. always have to be like that though. No, it doesn't. But I think it'd be cool if we kind of set a couple topics and then each of us, because the, I mean, the last episode was great. It was a perfect, I thought it was a good intro. And, um, but yeah, I think we could definitely do go further into the topics if we section, or if yeah. we say like, here's this, here, and, and it creates like a little series, right? Like for this one, not like we're a reflection on our hockey careers. You know, if I talk today and then, the next episode you talk and then the next um topic whatever it is work or family or something like that um you know we each kind of have our own um yeah we'll try to pick topics that we can both talk on yeah so i think that could be cool because and then when we have like eventually we want to have people come have guests right and they can just be like oh you talked about this i want to talk about that and then just hop right into the whole conversation it just adds on to what we're already doing Mm -hmm. i think that could be pretty fun yeah and then if they listen to him he can he or she can kind of get an idea of like what to talk about i guess yeah or like kind of the style Mm -hmm. that this podcast is uh trying to be what we're doing well we we don't know, but it's a, <laughs> it's a little bit of a um, a guideline, I guess. Who knows? It could Helpful. change. Whatever. It, oh, it could change for sure. I think it just helps us in this in the. We know what we're day. doing for the next two. This one and the next one, at least. And that's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the first episode? I listened to it with Madison, my wife, and uh, for yeah, for people who might not know. Um, yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. She she seemed to like it. Um, I don't know if she's finished it entirely yet, but I, I didn't absolutely hate my voice or anything like that. That's cool. But uh, it's weird listening to yourself 
yeah, for sure. It's super weird. I agree. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, I just had fun doing it. So I didn't really, there's such low stakes right now that it just feels fun. Yeah. And to me, it doesn't matter how great it sounds. Yeah. But it did, it, it's from an audio quality standpoint. Like I'm glad we went and bought these microphones and this, uh, mixer is that a board yeah mixer yeah. board i don't know what it would be i called. think those are all good words to describe it yeah what about you i agree i think yeah the sound quality i thought was really good uh as best as as far as we know how to mix sound like we don't know how to do any <laughs> of this kind of stuff so i think it is it turns out it turned out really good um there's definitely like a there's an adrenaline rush to this when yeah when you hit record like you're on you know, and you don't, you don't want to back up and restart when you get five minutes in or whatever. So there's, there's a little bit of pressure there. That's like, a good point. Yeah. Like we're kind of, even though we're just sitting and having a conversation, we got to perform, like we got to hit the points that we wanted to hit or, you know, say what we wanted to say. So there's, there's like, you do kind of have to plan a little bit beforehand and like, be yeah. like, okay, this is kind of the arc of this and let's make sure we hit this and that. Yeah, for but sure. It doesn't feel like you could just wing it and it would be that good i guess no i mean we do have like an episode zero that we sat here and messed around and recorded <laughs> and it was i mean it was fine but it was it was kind of chaotic you quickly realize like the side conversations that you go down for too long yeah are like kind of distracting for a listener yeah and we thought that they were actually fun like because yeah. they, they were fun for us but maybe if you're just a random listener it would be like okay i don't know what you're talking about anymore yeah so I yeah, I, I recognize that. And then, um, I realize I say like a lot, mm. so I'm going to try to not say like so much. See how that goes. Yep. Um, and like, and all those fillers. Yeah. And I fill, I fill the gap a lot, even when you're talking, like if you're talking, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that can get kind of old to listen to. The one thing that I know I do, and I do this in work too because like on zoom calls and stuff like i'll have pauses in my conversations where i'll kind of pause like that think about it for a second and i'll think about where i'm going to go to next or what i'm going to say yeah and i don't know if those are annoying or not i'm curious i no, i never i didn't think so do you ever notice that episode i think i do the same thing yeah i don't know yeah. sometimes <laughs> have you ever had one where you're like wow i'm pausing for a long time and then it makes it even longer because you're like thinking that and it's like you get caught in the pause it puts more pressure on what you're gonna say next <laughs> you're just doing it to yourself yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. it's like your own insecurity of the pause is like making the pause longer it's so interesting i, I mean it's i mean there's there's a lot of grace on the first episode of this stuff though for sure yeah and uh because there's i mean we're not trying to be the best at podcasting right away, you know? I still feel like there's, you know, nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. <laughs> um, yeah, we're sitting in your garage sweating, just talking to each other with headphones on. Dude, it's been hot here. Let's yeah. not talk about the weather. That's lame. Um, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh, oh. Um, in p terms of podcast, I just in the two of us both, like, like... We, <laughs> uh, we, we don't really ever half-ass something. So 
listening back to the first episode, we're not, it's not going to be stagnant at all. We're both going to, going to recognize things that we liked, seeing things that we didn't like and how to improve on those. So I just think as we continue, like each episode, we'll just get better and better. Yeah. I think it'll be cool to become a better orator. Orator. That's a cool word. Mm. Um, you're going to have to, if you listen to it, you know, to like watching game tape. Yeah, exactly. Listening to recordings of music you've made or something like that. Yeah. You got to listen to it and kind of scrutinize it a little bit to yeah. take the good and the bad. Pick one thing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about your hockey career. Let's get into it. Uh, my first question, kind of just like in general, how do you feel about your hockey career right now? Um, and then we'll talk about kind of the whole story, but yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth and it's been more recent the last like six months, maybe just this year where I've actually taken the time to think about my hockey career and what it means to me. Mm. Um, Is there a reason that you were prompted to think about it more? I think that I, I started recognizing, I felt like some shame to, to it when, you know, somebody asks me, Where'd you mm, yeah. where, where'd you go to college? Oh, I went to the University of Oklahoma. Why'd you go to Oklahoma? <laughs> I played hockey there. Oh, I didn't know they had a hockey team. And then you have to explain like, oh yeah, yeah this and this, it's club and you know, and and it, it doesn't quite tell the story of where you've been. Like if you if you were like, I played hockey at Denver or at Minnesota or, or Michigan. Michigan, yeah. somebody's like, they know exactly your story like you you know like you were good enough to play at that high of a level right or they can guess your story they can guess your story especially in a place like california where people don't know much about hockey yeah yeah. so so university of oklahoma carries the name of a big school Mm -hmm. but every every response is oh i didn't know they had a hockey team (laughs) and you you make you have a choice you either let that go and let them think oh oklahoma big name school legit hockey program or they may know a little bit more and they'll start probing and then you have to qualify oh yeah well it's d1 club and oh yeah actually we competed at like we played a couple d1 teams and we like (laughs) had good players and we could have been like at that level but it, it it doesn't tell the story of like where you've been and how like what you've gone through and like as a hockey player your skill level essentially like are you just some random guy that played at, I don't know, some beer league or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we spent a lot of time playing hockey. Like I, I'm, I'm so, struggling to do the math in my head, but close to 20 years, right? Playing hockey. Yeah. At least it's right? two thirds of my life. I've, I have worked on seriously worked on playing hockey. It's weird to think, you know, you spend 20 years on something, some endeavor, some pursuit. And then the one time it comes up in like everyday life is where'd you go to college? Yeah. And then you say that and then they say why. And then you explain because, you know, part of part of it was hockey. I'm sure there's more than just hockey is reasons you went there. But um, it's just weird when you devote that much time, energy, effort into something and then that's how it comes up seriously in life yeah 
because it's it's like trying to unpack like imagine if you were like a phd in some in some area of study i don't know psychology and then somebody just asks you like uh oh you know why'd you uh why'd you study psychology and then you are like well how long do you have to understand all that yeah it's a big question yeah just it's just hard to unpack things it is yeah in a one statement so essentially if we go back to that why did i start yeah um i think yeah i just i got tired of that quite that the answer to that question i was like why do i feel this way Mm -hmm. talking about my hockey career with people and so i started just retracing my steps and and trying to like bring up what i felt and as i like overall as i reflect on the the like entirety of my career there's there's a lot of good things there's a lot of really great things that happened and accomplishments that i was a part of um and then i made myself and then there's also like just decisions that i there's a lot of what ifs for me yeah and yeah how could there not be yeah and and i think that you know myself and my parents too like i I think we made the best decisions that we we could have as we were going with what the, you know, the knowledge that we did. And, and at the same time, I'm really grateful because every decision led me to the next place too. Yeah. Like I, we probably wouldn't be friends if I would have made whatever decision or I wouldn't yeah. have met Mackenzie or gotten married or like the life. So many things. Yeah. Yeah. The life that I have and that I love and then the things that I've learned along the way from my hockey career, I'm so grateful for cause it's made me who I am today, mm-hmm. but I can't help. And still, maybe butt's the wrong word. I don't want to use butt. <laughs> okay. Right? And? And. There we go. <laughs> um, and I can't help but think about the what ifs and the feelings that I had as I went through, you know, my career and the decisions that I made as as yeah. growing up and moving along and stuff. Because you're a human being. Because I'm a human being. Everybody does that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, especially like there were high stakes there was from an early age seemingly was, you know for you yeah perceived high stakes at least yeah i mean that like i had a goal yeah as early as you know six years old okay so yeah what was what, at six years old or i don't know even let's say if between six and 12 maybe it yeah it uh changed during that time what was what would you say your goal was in hockey i mean from early on i I wanted to play in the NHL. I wanted to play college hockey and I wanted to play in the NHL. And it was, I guess what, it it was not, it was not a unfathomable, that was a hard word to say. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a real goal. It wasn't, it was not a, like a dream, like out there dream. Right. It was like, because the people I was around, it was also their goal. And everyone was working towards it. And a lot of, and some of the guys as early as, you know, 12 years old, looking back, some of those guys did accomplish the goal. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't, so that's at least validating to say that my goal that young was, was real. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. I don't know. I just had this thought, like, do you think guys that succeed at a goal that takes that long to accomplish learn more or less or the same as somebody who doesn't? 
achieve that goal and spends you know roughly a similar amount of time yeah that's an interesting i i've thought that because i i mean that plays into the, a lot of the what ifs of the story for me of seeing some of the guys who chose the things that i didn't choose and who went on to have successful pro careers whether in the minors or the nhl yeah. and to see i don't know i don't want to like compare our lives you know today yeah, yeah. but i have to ask if i would have gone that route would i be like i love my life right now you know like i'm <laughs> i'm happy i'm such like, a yin and yang it's a, such a yin and yang so I, I don't know if i would trade that for where i am today you know yep yep okay so you grew up in california hockey's not big in california Mm -mm. so you probably started playing travel hockey at some point yeah when was that um i think i started learning how to play i was like six yeah um my dad my dad was an athlete like growing up through high school he played basketball Mm -hmm. um and then he, him and my mom got married right out of high school and had me like a year later. Okay. So he started working and then they, there was a hockey league for the police and the fire departments. They would play each other. Mm-hmm. So my dad just picked up playing hockey. So he would have been in his like mid twenties. That's cool. It just picked it up. Like out of nowhere, he played roller for a while and then he switched and played ice. And I think that was a big part of like me wanting to play hockey is seeing my dad play. It makes perfect sense, yeah. You yeah. want to emulate somebody you look up to. Be like him, yeah. And then I, as far as I remember, my parents telling me, they took me to a Ducks game, and we left, and I said, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Going to a hockey game is so fun. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I, I mean, growing up, so then I started playing travel. Mm-hmm. Um, what age? Almost right away. I probably... Is that the only thing, kind of hockey they have in... California. Well, I'm there's curious. Like, there's like rec leagues in house and stuff that you start and you learn okay. it. Yeah, for sure. All okay. the rinks have it. Um, I mean, it's just it's just not as big. Right. I kind of would figure like, oh, there's less hockey, so there's probably more travel. Yeah. At a younger age. Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean, you hop in at mites the same level okay. anywhere else, um, which is roughly first grade. Okay. As I was like thinking about this, I I compare the because we know the hockey lingo, yeah. But maybe not everybody will be able to oh, sure. <laughs> match that, you know, age level, right? Yeah. So I think so. It was mites that, honestly, I how old are you in mites? I can't remember. Like between first and thirdish grade, okay. Second and thirdish grade, um, but that's when I got put into the 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 camp of good hockey players was as early as like second grade i um was on a team and we won a state championship and it just sounds funny talking about like when you're that young seriously yeah and we won a state championship i think i had a good year started getting noticed (laughs) that's cool and i playing for the junior ducks and then there was like a there was a tournament team in the summer that went to this big tournament in edmonton and that's actually the one when i sent you and Jake's yeah. that photo of me and Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. That was from that tournament. How old were you there? It would have been first or second grade, probably. Crazy. Okay. Between second and third grade. Yeah. It does start young, though. You're right. Oh, uh, well, especially here because 
Oh, in California, there's, people take their youth sports. Oh, people take it so seriously, very seriously. And there's not, at, especially at that time, there's not as many hockey players. Right. So to get the group of the best players together is you just you know everybody, you know. It's a small world. It's a very small world. So getting on that team put me in the conversation with the group of so you know this but hockey players tip or hockey the hockey world typically categorizes players by their birth year Mm -hmm. so i this team was a 91 birth year team yeah which is what we are and so i quickly like i was grouped in with all the other 91 birth year hockey players at that time and after that it was like it, w- it was that group. Like yeah. there were some other guys here and there that came in and came out. Um, but that like core group was what was like the 91 California birth year from that team. And I, I that's when I, when I, when I said like that there were other guys with the goal of playing in the NHL around me as early as, you know, six to 12 years old. I, I don't know how old I was in first or second grade. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I know in fourth grade I was like ten or eleven. Okay, so somewhere around that's seven, my, that's eight-ish. That's my like measure. Yeah, yeah, seven, eight-ish, nine. There were all of us on the same team. were saying we want to play in the NHL, and it, <laughs> and, it, and we were being so supported by coaches and play and and our parents. It wasn't a. It it wasn't like a pipe dream, you know. Yeah. It was it was a very realistic thing. It's just crazy to think how young that is. Yeah, to think like. This like, uh, you know, that's when the quest starts. I guess it's it's like you, you've got to. It, there's there's like a pre- an urgency to it. In some ways, you feel like you have to, but in reality, I don't know that that's no. Look, true. Looking back at it, is not true at all. Yeah, I don't think, but it it does help to to be there. I mean, I I think that's what I doesn't took, hurt. Yeah, is I got in early and I was able to ride that out. Sure as as it progressed yeah okay so you're traveling at a young age and then where where do you want to where do you want to go to next yeah the next high school the next significant moment would be eighth grade into high school okay my eighth grade year so i played on a few teams in between you know that one tournament team a few other like summer tournament teams connecting with other players in Canada and Phoenix and like Arizona and Texas, Colorado, all over, like making kind of networking and stuff um, all through middle school. Eighth grade, our 91 birth year, we finally like decided to put, to, to pool, put all the, all the players together. We're like, we need to do this. It's time. Like this is the year we need to do it. And so it was our Bantam AAA year, 14 and under. Okay. So I was I was in eighth grade. There might have been a couple guys in, but we were all the same same year, same birth year, so the same age, right? Yeah. Um, and there were guys from all the way up from L.A., Orange County, and guys in San Diego too, who were driving up two or three times a week from San Diego to play on this team. Yeah, we did stuff similar to that. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. Like <laughs> those those traveling together. Have, I have so many good memories from traveling with guys. Yeah, I know. Those guys, a lot of times, they would like stay at my house, our house, and yeah. have sleepovers and stuff, and it was so much fun. Dude, uh, I'll I'll save a story for the next one, but yeah, yeah, 
I got a, I got good memories doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that year was big. Um, so we, we ended up winning the national championship that year. Okay. And it was huge because we... You were on the junior ducks? This this was the LA Selects. Yeah, I remember that team. Yeah. And yeah. that was when, like, the beginning of the year, we went out to Detroit and we played, you know, Honey Baked, Caesars, yeah. Bell Tire, and we just got crushed by them all. <laughs> and they just, like, laughed at us. They're oh, like, that's funny. It was, it was when people were like, oh... California, you guys can't play hockey. Like they made, oh, interesting. They made fun of us when we came out saying, "Oh, you're from California. You guys can't play hockey." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And we were like, we were kind of pissed because we're saying, "No, we we are serious about this. We're we can compete." Mm-hmm. And we took the whole year and ended up. Who'd you play in the finals? So we played Rochester Americans in the finals. Yeah. And they were the host, but the real. And which was kind of like a whatever because we knew we were, they were okay, but we knew we were gonna win, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The real finals was the semis when we beat oh. we beat uh, Bell Tire, oh, okay. and they had okay. um, Bo Schmitz yeah, yeah. and oh, uh, Tori Krug <laughs> and a bunch of other guys like that. And I remember those guys. Remember Jeremy Morin? No, he played on uh, the Jets something Jets. Janesville? No, nah, it wasn't like Janesville. Like in the NA or what? No, no, no. This was. Bantams. This oh, is way before then. The team was called the Jets, though. Something Jets, New York Jets, or I don't know. I don't remember Syracuse. Any, I don't know something like that. I don't remember East Coast. He teams he well. was really good, and he was really cocky. We hated him. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but there were a lot of big game, big names. I remember Bo Schmitz. Bo Schmitz, he's good. Yeah, so we we beat them in the semis, and that that was essentially the national championship cool. game. Like whoever was going to win that game was going to win. Yeah. Did okay? Did they have uh, their coach? Corey, yep, with the cul-de-sac haircut. Yep, mm-hmm. another bald guy. Yep, another bald guy. Shout, shouts to him. Shout out to him. Wonder how he's doing. He might be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Sorry. Um, so that was huge. And what was cool that year was we won, and then the our ninety birth year team, the cat, the wave. It was it was the year after the movie. Oh, Do you remember yeah. the movie made about them? Yeah, was Hosh in the movie? Hosh was in the movie. Yeah. And they lost. And oh. then they won the next year, which was so we won. And then they won literally the game after us. They won. Oh, cool. And then, or maybe, was it them? Or the King? It had to, it was either them or the Kings or something. And then our 92 birth year team won like a few hours later. It's like a California sweep. It was the 90, 91, 92 birth year teams, all three oh, that's won. Cool. And it was like, Yes, people are listening now. <laughs> like we have good hockey. The in internet California. hadn't really sprouted the as internet, much yet. No, not at all. Not where you're like watching YouTube or something. No. So we, we'd like to say that we were part of growing California hockey by winning those championships. And there were guys. Sure. On, there were guys on our team that went. You know, a few of them played D1 hockey or played in WHL, played in the NHL. Yeah. Um. So like really, and some guys who had good minor league careers out of, off of that team um so th- there's definitely a lot of success from that team that's cool yeah so th- that was cool and then the next moment transitioning so that was the end of eighth grade year okay um uh, like maybe a month later i uh found out that i had gotten drafted to uh vancouver the vancouver giants in the whl 
and I feel like that might need an explanation if that's okay. Yeah, I guess my one question to sprinkle in here, I'm assuming that during this whole time from, you know, you're six to when you're, when when did you get drafted, you were saying? Um, I would have been 15. 15? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that might be 10th grade potentially. That was that was in between eighth grade and ninth grade. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay, I yeah. guess I I didn't get held back probably like you. Yeah, I just started. Oh, later that makes a lot of back. sense. <laughs> that sounds that sounds uh, negative. You got held back. Let's be honest. <laughs> I got held back. You didn't. Yeah. Okay. I didn't literally mean because you weren't like smart enough to get into the next grade but sometimes parents hold their kids back yeah. from going to the next i think that's i think i just whatever. started later yeah yeah should. i had the option because my birthday's in the middle of the right year. right 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 <laughs> i know i'm just messing with you um so during that whole time do you feel like i love hockey oh yeah confidence is high lived and breathed it is all i cared about right like it's your identity at that I, point i would play other school sports and stuff but it didn't matter I mean, I was known, you know, you have your like school friends and you have your hockey friends. Yeah. And in my school friends, I was the hockey player. Yeah. You know, and yeah. not just like one, there's not a lot of hockey players around. Yeah. So you've it's got, unique. you've, you've got like two dynamics of the hockey player. You've got one, you just play hockey and that's wild because not a lot of people in California <laughs> play hockey, yeah. but two like started people like would find out that I'd play on these teams that were good. And then especially when we won nationals, then when I got drafted to the WHL, people were like, Oh, he's not just a hockey player. He's good. And he's, he's going to make it sort of thing. Uh So then I have this kind of persona on me. They probably see how much time you devote to it. That too. On the weekends, you know, I'm because they're not seeing you and they're not seeing me and nobody else is spending that much time on something. Yeah. Maybe some people are, but it's just, I think it is other sports. A lot of other sports at that age don't require as much of a time and traveling commitment. For sure. Yeah. There's a huge, which I, it's probably changed since, but maybe there's more. I know like my sister played soccer and I know that they traveled a lot, Yeah, but it always seemed like we were traveling like a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're at the rink for so long. It's very scheduled. There's no, you're paying a lot of money for ice time, for equipment, for like. There's there's just a lot. So are of, your best are your best friends those that are on the hockey team? You know, that's that was, probably my friends were really scattered because, the the guys on the hockey team we didn't live close to each other. A okay. lot of, a lot of guys would be up in L.A. or there were a handful of guys in San Diego. Yeah. So we didn't, it wasn't convenient to hang out a sure. lot. And then even I went to a private school. So it's not like we were all grouped in the same neighborhood or, you know, same oh, yeah. district. So even yeah. my friends at school, it was an effort to hang out. But we were closer. So definitely I probably hung out with school friends a lot more than hockey friends. Oh, really? Okay. I think. I, I mean, or it was somewhat it's, balanced. It's just different for me, but that's cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get drafted. What's the WHL? So I would say to even back it up before the WHL. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's so for someone who doesn't know anything about hockey, there's for someone in North America, there's two primary routes to make it to the NHL. Okay. And 
as far as I understood it as I'm, as I'm going, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you can go play in college and you can get drafted out of college typically. Um, yeah. And, and then, and then go on to the NHL after playing college, which is normal in the U U S perspective. Like if you want to, if you want to play in the NBA or the NFL or the MLB, you you got to play in like a big time college, maybe except for baseball. Yeah, I don't know. Baseball, you can go right out of high school. Every sport is different, which I is know. really it's unique. It's hard for me to keep track of. It's really unique. Like football, you have to declare for the draft out of college, and you're done playing college if you declare for the draft. In hockey, you can get drafted and keep playing in college yeah. until you sign. Yeah, and hockey i think one of the key things that's kind of weird is you don't necessarily go right to college from high school and oftentimes that doesn't happen Uh uh-uh. if you're gonna play college hockey yeah yeah there's yeah i think that'll that's the thing that always bends people's minds whenever we talk about it and or at least in my experience yeah yeah i think and i think we'll get to that yeah we'll get there um so two routes to the nhl there's in and for most U.S. kids at that time, it was go play in college and then get drafted and go out of college, and at least you've got some to some work towards a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, or there are these leagues called juniors, but in Canada they're called these leagues are called major juniors. Which and then, then within that there's three leagues: there's the Western Hockey League, the WHL, the Ontario Hockey League, and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Yeah, that's so, just the chl the chl as a whole yeah all three of them and is bc outside of it bchl is um outside it's it's amateur so these three leagues technically you this is where the difference is these three leagues you um would technically be getting paid so you'd be like a a professional at a professional level so you lose your amateur status to play in a NCAA school in, in the United States. Right. You can no longer get a scholarship uh-huh. once you've been getting paid. You can't play at all NCAA once you start getting paid. Right. Even, I mean, today, before the NIL stuff, um, I mean, if you were making money on social media, playing golf or hockey or anything, a lot of people couldn't be a college athlete in the NCAA, um, which we didn't really have that dilemma growing up right because we didn't have that nil no so uh so you've got this other way to getting to the nhl which is the primary way that canadians get to the nhl right yeah they play canadian junior hockey Uh uh-huh and then oftentimes get drafted right out of there and go and then go and in those leagues you can be between the ages of 16 years old to 21 years old yeah, and they just call them developmental leagues, I think. Yeah. Um so the WHL is where we are sectioned. Like they you you basically are like geographically based. Like you would have played in in the Ontario Hockey League cuz yeah. you grew up in Michigan. Probably right just there. because scouts in scouts it, would have just seen you. It makes I, they yeah. don't want to travel to no. California to get you to come to the QMJHL in the Eastern Canada. Yeah, and if you're 16 years old going to play in one of these leagues, you don't want to be that far away from home. That's a good point. Yeah. So I So basically what team did you get drafted to in the dub? The Vancouver Giants. Okay. And 
so I find out I got drafted and I'm 15 going into freshman year of high school. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like a first round draft pick or something, <laughs> okay. you know, like they didn't think I was actually going to go there. They like, it was kind of taking a chance, right? Okay. Like I was, I don't know, eighth round or something like that. Like to the point where other teams were passing on their picks. Eighth and, out of eight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's totally what it was, That's you know? So okay. Um, so, and there were a few other guys from our team who also got drafted to different teams. Uh, a couple guys to the same team, actually. Oh, that's cool. Which was pretty cool. So I go to training camp mm. and did it, fine. I had an okay camp, nothing spectacular. I remember... Um, when you were 16 or whatever? Yeah, 15. And okay. uh, I remember... Or maybe I was 14. I was, I was young. I yeah, that's kind of wild. I could have been 14. And uh, Avanda Kane was the same he had got drafted first round and we were on the same team for our uh tryout camp oh cool and he i mean you know he plays on uh edmonton, edmonton now yeah um and i remember both of us had it like a, a kind of mediocre camp and i remember the coach, oh. the coach like came up to the two of us like pulled the two of us out and we're like hey like i know you guys are like can do better like he was very encouraging like oh hey, you guys okay. can do better like it's okay like i know there's some jitters or whatever like just you're so young just perform. At that, at yeah that age, yeah so that that was really cool um what what age do they typically have people like what's the youngest guy on the vancouver giants team at that time 16 so they the i don't know how the o and the q do it but yeah. the, the dub um <laughs> oh q dub oh q dub uh, the dub is um it's called the Bantam draft. So they draft okay. out of the, your Bantam year, which is when you're 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, and you, so you get your rights to that team. And then when you turn 16, you can go play there. Uh. So I went to camp, had an okay camp or what, I don't know, but they brought me into the locker room, showed me around, brought me into the office and they gave us a contract and said, we want you, um, we want you to sign this, but we understand like the, the pressure of it, the big decision, all that stuff. So just take it with you and and just look through it all and get it back to us in like a week or uh -huh. something like that. I mean, I don't know if that's how – that's how I remember the conversation. If you signed that. it, would you have to go to Vancouver right then? No. See, you can't play until you're 16. So I would have had at least one, years. maybe two years before I had to report up there. Got it. So – but I am – It was it was like a – now or never decision it wasn't a if, sit on this for two years yeah got it i had to i had to say yes or no relatively quickly and i was going back to play freshman football you know i was going yeah. back to high school i i, I wasn't thinking like it, it was interesting to reflect on to to say like that that is one of those what if what if moments for yeah. me because sure if i would have gone there i would one I guarantee 100% would have been a much better hockey player than what I turned out to be. Oh, you think so? A uh, 100%. Because because the way the league is set up is to mimic the NHL. Like they yeah. are they are grooming you to be a professional hockey player, and and um, yeah. So one, I think I would definitely would have been better, and two, I would have definitely had a much better opportunity to play in the NHL if I had gone. Yeah. And. You know, that's a huge decision at 14 years old. Like, <laughs> I know, you know, right? to gamble, oh, I want to play college hockey, but I have no, like, 
foot in the door to anything anywhere to play in college i had no idea what i was doing well i I feel like that decision is really do you want to go to the dub and play for a team in a different country in vancouver Uh or and and lose your eligibility to play in college and go to college you're basically like not going to college yeah it's a choice to not go to college yeah and i think at that time parents in the u.s are are not particularly keen on not having their kids go to college for sure and that was that was a huge part of the decision i mean it's got to be the biggest part in my mind yeah and well it was that another part was my perspective of the whl at the time was if you went from the u.s from Uh california alone um you were typically going to be a guy who's going to put up 50 points okay and that wasn't the way that i played hockey yeah so i was nervous what position were you we even say any of that i was a defenseman i was like a defensive defenseman okay so i didn't get a lot of points i just i thrived on penalty kills and blocking shots and shutting people down shutting people down the stuff that you don't get stats for Um, yeah so being that knowing that's my role on a team i was nervous of going there because I didn't know what was going to happen with me, you know, um, if I'm not the guy that's like producing. Yeah. And you probably didn't know as many people that had done it. Yeah. And there were, there were a handful of guys from California that had, and they were the guys that were putting, they were scoring points. Yeah. So you didn't necessarily see like, Oh, I could follow in that guy's footsteps. That looks like a similar path Yeah, for me. Yeah. I just wasn't sure. And it's, it's interesting because as we go along the process, I, there were guys from our birth year who ended up going and did fine. Like it changed after, like it became more popular all of a sudden. Like we were kind of in one of the first stages of the WHL recruiting in California and, and it was changing all of a sudden. And I was just like in the that like hinge moment of you go and it's working for what they want or you don't go and you just like play into what you think it is. And that's what we chose to do. And again, it's like I, I made these decisions that I don't regret, but I can't help but ask what if, Yeah, you know, be interesting to see what life would be like. It would, it would be, it could be different parallel universe. It happened. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't go, and then tryouts come along for the next season, and this is after we won the national championship, and I got cut from my team. L.A. Selects. From the L.A. Selects. Wow. And that was really hard. Yeah, I was, like, on a high, <laughs> then on another high, and then even, like, validating to be, like, here's a contract, we want you, and then all of a sudden my team didn't want me. So getting cut is, like, your first setback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up playing on the Junior Kings 16 and under team. And were you trying out for the select 16 and under team? Yeah. Okay. So we moved from 14 AAA to 16 AAA. Okay. And I got cut from the 16 team. So all my friends are still playing on that team. We just won nationals together, and I'm now playing on a different team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I was I was upset. I was really angry. I think that's. That's something that I, as I look back on, I'm, I'm like, oh, that was, I think of it as like, that was a really tough year. Isn't that crazy how 
damaging that can be when you're 16. Yeah. And like it'll like stick with you. Yeah. I mean, I was a freshman in high school when that was going on. What? You were a 16-year-old freshman? No, I was 15. I was 15, 14, 15. Oh, 15. Okay. Yeah, 15-year-old freshman. Um, I'm about to say, dude, you got held back. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, yeah, I was. That that was hard. Um, yeah, I remember just being really confused and like I thought, you know, I was better than what things were showing me at that time. You know, uh-huh. I was supposed to be on this team, and as I think about it, I'm now I'm like, oh, I I really I didn't quite. And maybe this is just something that like has led me to be the person I am today that I'm grateful for. But to, to think like, Oh, I didn't really take advantage of that opportunity of like failing essentially, you know, like, like today I'd like to say if I fail at something or if something doesn't go the way I planned it to, I'm, I can say, Ooh, why didn't that work? And how can I learn from it? and grow you can be a little bit next. more resilient i can be more resilient i can think a little bit more clearly about things that's your first big setback though and it's my first big setback so i i'm yeah i'm upset yeah ego at that age is still i feel like pretty present or at least for me it was yeah for sure and you know the kings had probably the best 18 and under team to play for uh-huh. so and there were a lot of guys you know that we that I like looked up to that were playing on that team. Uh-huh. And so it, it easily could have been a cool moment of like, okay, I got cut from my team, but I'm going to work really hard and try to make this Kings, like the, the next team up next year uh-huh. and, and be a step ahead or something like that. You spun it. But I never had that thought. I never. Oh, you never did? I don't think I did. Oh, wow. I know. I was just like really stuck in. I feel like your dad would have been thinking that maybe. I, I don't I can't remember. Oh. It would be interesting to ask them. That's easy to remember the negative. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um at the end of that year, I had I had made some connections with people in Dallas over the, the last few summers from just tournament teams. Yeah. And we had gone to a tournament and they this is where, you know, they they started talking to me about going to play for the Dallas like stars eighteen and under team. Okay. Um so you Go to the stars mm-hmm. and play on the eighteen and under team. So yeah, the next year. When you're sixteen. When I'm sixteen. Okay. So sophomore year. So instead of trying out for the Kings or anything, I end up and and it made a lot of sense. It was definitely a firm like the decision was um affirmed because we were we were flying out with my parents to go to like a pre tryout camp and then like my best friend Adam Brown, who Uh had been like, we grew up like playing together, and his dad actually coaches in the NHL. And they were like, Oh, we're coming too. We're like, No, to Dallas. Dallas." And so they came and we tried out and they asked us to play, both of us. And we're both like, Yeah, let's do it. We're we're down. And so that made a huge difference to go. So we lived together like with the house host family, billet family, um, you know, when we were 16. And I mean, that was great. That was a lot of fun playing in Dallas. Okay. But interesting to live away from home. To live away from home at 16. Yeah. Um, when live with a different family. Live with a different family. So, over, so the next four years from 16 to 20, I lived with like 10 different families. Yeah. Playing on different teams. 
Crazy. Yeah. Ten different families? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I don't think mine was ten, but that is So I had a um, lot. when I was sophomore year of high school, I lived with one family. And then my junior year of high school I lived with two different families playing on the same Dallas Stars team. Okay. And then, because because you, you ate too much at one family, and they were like, dude, dude, "This guy's crushing our grocery I, bill." I just this family that I lived with, they were really great, nice people. But I just I did school online, and I just didn't see them much. Yeah, and I was just like really bored and lonely. And uh. dude, it was so awkward. I packed my car to leave, and I hadn't told them yet. And I'm backing out of the driveway, and they got home as of my car is packed full of stuff. And I'm leaving. I'm like, hey, uh, I moved out. I'm moving in with this with another family. What? And I was 17. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Why didn't you tell them? I don't know. I think I just didn't see them, and I just didn't. <laughs> I literally didn't see them ever. Even on the weekend. No, because we would be, I would be hanging out with my team, with the team, or we would travel. We traveled every other weekend. Oh, and this family didn't play hockey? No. Oh, okay. No, nobody, they were just a family. Okay. Just a random family just who hosts hockey players. I, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I would live by, I didn't have another teammate on the team or anything. That's so wild, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you played in Dallas for how long? So Dallas, 18 under two years. Until you graduated? and No, so my second year was junior year of high school. Okay. And then the next year, my senior year of high school, when I was 18, I would have been 18, is when uh, we we played, when we met and played on the tornado together. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, because you were still in high school. Yeah, I was in that high school. Year. Year. I forget about that. <clears throat> yeah, so. Then to kind of go back to how hockey works and to get to college, um, a big a big way to get to college in the U.S. to play hockey, right, is not straight out of high school like most other sports, but there's these leagues called juniors that you play in, and this so, is just American juniors or juniors in the U.S. Yeah, juniors in the U.S. that you still have your amateur status, so you yeah. can still go to college. Like the Canadian equivalent, although they still allow you to go to college because you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then I'm I have another big decision to make at this point between my junior year and senior year of high school, where I you know and then there's different there's a bunch of different leagues there's different levels within the leagues like the top league is the USHL. And then below that is the NAHL, which is where we played. Mm -hmm. And I had had some interest from teams and from some USHL teams and some, um, I went to some camps and some teams were like, Hey, I think we're going to draft you. And I, I had one team that was like, we're going to draft you like pretty in the USHL. Yeah. Like it was, it was like, I don't know, maybe 80% chance that I was going to get drafted or so like, like enough to feel pretty confident, but not enough to feel like I can. I know that I'm. I have a team to play for next year. You know, okay. um, and at that point, like the it, we're getting a few days before the USHL draft, and that's when you know Tony Cretelli, the coach of the Tornado, yeah. in the NA, called me, and I don't know if he had gone wind of the USHL stuff or what, but he was like, "Hey, I, you know, do you have some interest in the USHL?" Blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, I think. 
this team is saying they're going to draft you and he said i will give you a tender like i'll commit to you right now if you don't go to the you commit to me not to go to the ushl and you come play for us and i said okay i'm in yeah. And like so instead of like taking the risk and trying to go play in the better league, which at the time that league, like you play in it, you almost it, it's kind of similar to the WHL where it's like you have such a higher probability of going to play NCAA D one if you're playing in that league versus yeah. at the time the NA. Yeah. And the NA has like where we played has aged really, really well. Like when you tell kids that we played in the NA, it's very impressive. And <laughs> at the time it didn't feel like that. Yeah, it, I, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, at the time for me, it felt like a um, a consolation, like it was like yeah. a second choice sort of thing. And yeah. I was I was okay with playing in Texas for the tornado because it was familiar. Like I had played in Dallas for two years already. Yeah. the The team had been connected with the eighteen hundred team that I played for. And historically, a really good team. And it's a historically a good team. So you want to play on a better team in a lesser league and yeah. you can get better looks. Right. And, and I mean, I wouldn't have admitted this at the time, but I probably Girlfriend. could, man. I was dating a girl in Dallas <laughs> and that had some, definitely had something to play with it. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, decided to go there. And, um, that's an interesting topic. Yeah. The whole, uh, girls swaying decisions. Mm. I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it or not. Sure. Well, I guess in general, how big of a sway do you feel like the girl at the time had on that decision? Not that big. I mean, I would have gone somewhere else. Okay. But so it wasn't that much of a factor. The stars aligned, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> this kind of works out." Less friction. Yeah. Yeah, but not not it didn't like wasn't like driving my decision to go there, but it it did help. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. So, not huge, but part of it. Yeah. So like, I mean, it doesn't. It more doesn't, than a consolation prize. More. Yeah, a little bit. It, like, adds to the constellation, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is it's, like, it's not the cherry on top. It is part of the banana split. Yeah. The choice. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two analogies. (laughs) No, 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 no. It took me a second. Um, I was just trying to gauge. um, It was just something like, oh, yeah, that's nice to have the girlfriend still here. Or if it was, like. Well, my girlfriend's here. Yeah, that that's a bigger deal. Yeah. No, it was like, it's nice to have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that goes kind of against. So it was more of a cherry on top kind of thing. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm not as not a big deal. Yeah. Not as a, a big deal. Okay. Yeah. We clarified it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that. W- I mean. You weren't that worried about girls at that time. Yeah, it wasn't like that wasn't like I wasn't going to marry that girl or something. Okay. I wasn't thinking that necessarily. Yep. Um, yep. So we go play on that team. I think a big part of the dream's not over by going to play on this team, right? Right. I, I think the, the dream of playing in the NHL is, is diminishing for sure. 
but the dream of playing at least college, like NCAA D1 college hockey uh-huh. is, is still alive, somewhat alive. Lesser chances, but it's alive. Um, so you play junior hockey. Yeah. What's kind of the next milestone you think in your mind? Um, I mean, I guess the next like hardship was getting traded. Yeah. So I played on that team with you for a year, and then was it the middle of the next season? It was. It was like a month into the next season. Oh, so it was like season. a year and change. Yeah. Yeah. In Dallas. Yeah, and I think when I got traded was when I was like, okay, like I had talked to, I had loosely talked to a couple schools while I was playing on in okay. Texas. Um, nothing. I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to sell myself, you know? Dude, how how could you? Yeah. You're I didn't I didn't know how to get to where I wanted to go, you know? And Yep. Um So when I got traded was when it was like, okay, I think I don't I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't I don't know if I'm going to if I'm going to go play NCAA D1 college. And, and and did you feel like you got traded based on a negative performance? Probably, or just the coach just didn't like what I offered as a player. I don't know if it was negative. I I wouldn't say that so I like played bad. You felt like the coach saw an opportunity to get somebody that they liked more. Yeah, okay. or they got somebody else that they liked more. Okay, it was like a management decision versus a okay. Because I mean it, that really sucked. Would you like? Would you have liked to have more closure on why? No, I don't want to talk to that coach, <laughs> dude. He was a nutcase. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think any person that ever played for him has good things to say about him. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Because I've had conversations with people that high, hold him in high regard. Are those people sane? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I I I think I played pretty good hockey for him when i played Uh but also i was scared all the time anytime i make a mistake i felt so scared that year i was so scared and i think what i realized is when i started coaching when i was done playing Uh i tried to coach like him oh really yeah that was my first reaction because i was like i played my best for him because i was scared oh i hated it and no and and I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to get the best out of my players now. And then I started realizing it didn't work. It didn't work for me. Yeah. It did the opposite. Yeah. And and it didn't it it did the opposite when I was coaching. Yeah. So, it I was like, I don't know how this guy did it. Like he's successful. He's very successful. But he kind of messed me up a little bit. Mm. You know. Yeah, no, I have I have nightmares every once in a while where like he's the coach. Really? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, and it's not like I just call them anxiety dreams, mm. where you're just like can't get your like your skate breaks and you can't get it fixed. Oh yeah. And he's the coach, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, yeah. And it's like that one look. He was hard on us. He was really hard on us. I don't know. I um. I got to think he's probably going through his own battles. but Oh, he was definitely going through his own. Now I can like be like, okay, <laughs> he was like, he had some problems. Yeah. But to take it out on kids from, you know, 16 to 20 years old. I don't know. It's it's interesting. That whole, like, that's a 
whole dilemma in itself of this guy who's got a major drug problem. He's doesn't his marriage is whatever wild, yeah. you know. He's like even he's a dad and his son. I don't I don't know if his son likes him or not. His son, my second year there, his yeah. son was on the team and he he traded his son. Yeah, you know, like that's that's weird. Like to even why would you even take your put your son on your team? That's to put yourself in a bad position in the first place. And the the way that guy like yelled at refs like they weren't humans, like he ripped into refs like they were like scum of the earth. He called them scum of the earth, literally. Do you have a favorite coach? Um, I don't know. You you know probably honestly my buddy Adam his dad. Oh, Adam Brown. Yeah, dad. yeah. Okay. He just he was he was a good coach. Okay. He he was very encouraging, but he was like hard on you, and he had you know he was he had the validity because he coached in the NHL. You know yeah. what it took, yeah, you know. Yeah. He was actually one of the only the few guys who were able to play college hockey and play in the OHL. Oh, what? Like he got to do both before you weren't allowed to. Oh, that's cool. So he won, I think, a Memorial Cup in the OHL and he won a NCAA National Championship. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. And then he got drafted. I don't think he played in the NHL much. He may played in the minors a little bit. What did you like about him? Yeah, I think that he just challenged you. He was like if you, you know, if you're bag skating, you know, he's he's like, if you don't stop all the way at the line, I I see that, and I know you cheat it. You cheat the system. You cheat yourself. Like, I'm not going to put you out there at the end of the game when there's yeah. high stakes. Like, do, like, be who you say you are and do what you do and perform. Such a little thing. And little things, and those stuck with me. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not like our coach, our first coach in junior. No. But we don't have to. I didn't like my second either. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I got traded, and that was hard. That was hard with, you know, our, our billet family. That was hard with Rosty, our oh, yeah. our buddy, and he was my roommate at the time. Because you guys were close. And we, I mean, the first year we were not close. <laughs> and so. then all of a sudden we connected, and yeah. it was it was hard. It's funny how that works. Yeah. And to be 18 years old and, you know, I, I had to pack up my car and drive to Minnesota the next morning. My dad flew out and we drove Middle to Minnesota. Middle of nowhere, Minnesota. Middle of nowhere. And so I think that was the moment where I recognized I'm probably not going to go NCAA D1. Okay. <clears throat> and that's when I started messaging some guys at OU that I knew. A couple. And, and that was that was the appeal of Oklahoma was – there are guys that I know from Dallas when I played 18 and under, and there are guys that I know from the tornado who played before us who yeah. are playing there. And I was like, okay, I trust these guys because I know who they are and I know they're good hockey players. And I trust that they like could easily play NCAA somewhere or D1 somewhere. And is, they, they is, chose Oklahoma. Is any part of you burned out on hockey? At that point? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I was. I, I don't think I was until college. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I got traded to Minnesota, and it just I, – I started – like, being in Minnesota, I talked to a few D3 schools. And oh, sure. They, but they were in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and 
I was already like, I don't like it here right now. So why would I spend four years here? You know? Wait, you're saying I can stay? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to stay here? <laughs> and is, was it, is Owentana in southern Minnesota? Yeah, it's um, it's like, I think it was like an hour south of Minneapolis. Was uh, it was so like, I mean, it was off the the freeway, right? But it was so out there. They didn't at the time the highest like. Uh, phone network was 3g and they didn't even have it it was just e you know (laughs) whatever that means (laughs) whatever that means now and so your phone was so slow like it was or it was i I, was the biggest restaurant was applebee's dude coming from california huge restaurant dude there's you're lucky that you got to experience applebee's they opened they opened a buffalo wild wings while we were there that was insane what an establishment and just from being from here where there's everything everywhere all the time yeah like, you you grew up in a much more populated area yeah so that that was hard i didn't i didn't enjoy that was albert lee still a team yeah they were okay. a big rival they were close oh close by. okay so i've been there yeah and i was like holy crap oh actually no they had just not become a team okay. that year okay yeah <laughs> They turn into another team that I'm thinking of that was close by. That is the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just one stoplight towns. That was cool about playing in those leagues is that we were that in in looking back at it. I'm like, that's probably one of the highlights of our career is playing in that league Uh because we were playing in 5000 seat arenas with jumbotrons and we would sign autographs after because we're in these small towns and we were like mini celebrities in these places <laughs> you know and and that, that was like the so then in, in minnesota i didn't last very long because i just i didn't click with the team and stuff i asked for a trade i ended up getting traded to wichita falls back in texas uh-huh. i was good with it oh and while i was in minnesota was when you and jake's alex jacobs had said we're going to oklahoma and that was like for me i was like okay i'm in 100 percent. like i was already like pretty pretty in but now i'm a thousand percent in so you finished the season so yeah so then i went to wichita falls and finished the season and that was sick too because that wasn't even like that was a huge arena they had to tarp off seats you know (laughs) because we didn't fill it all when some of our best buddies were there and some of our good friends, you know, Hosha was there, Whitey and Frosty and my best buddy growing up. And yeah, Keener was there. And that yeah. that was wild to meet Keen. To have our worlds connect. Yeah. Yeah. So many times like on the bus he would be talking, I would think it was you. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. Um, so looking back, that was definitely probably one of the bigger highlights of like making it. It was playing juniors uh-huh. and playing in a, a sold out you know, rink in, or in Fairbanks and everybody's screaming and they, you know, are going nuts over the game or Wenatchee or, you know, like there's the light show before the game, you <laughs> skate out and it's dark and there's the three stars of the game and like people think you're awesome. Like, yeah. you know, they're buying your Jersey for certain things and all this stuff. Like it was cool. You know, it was definitely like a big moment. I, w- I would say and confidence booster confidence booster for sure um so like that's fun to think back on and like we 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 got to experience um but then yeah after my last year in that league then i went to oklahoma 
Where we had been for a semester. You had been for a semester, and for, I don't know, anybody that doesn't know anything about hockey, it's club. You're not going there to further your hockey career, necessarily. You're not. It's it's kind of the end of the road. You're like, I'm going to go have fun. Yeah. And, oh, I can play hockey, too? And I can play good hockey. And so it's club hockey, and within the club, it's D1, right? There's D1, D2, D3. Yeah. And so it's good ho- like it's still good hockey like we're still playing competing. Yeah. Um and that's that's where it's hard. Well, and I felt like Oklahoma's team was was being treated as though it could become a D1 team or at least was getting treated well. Yeah. You know. Not all club teams have like their own nice locker room and all that stuff yeah, that we, comes with it. We got treated so well, so it was definitely worth. Or it, like I asked guys, I was like, "Is it worth it to go here and give up the dream of playing?" Yeah. NCAA, and they said, "Yeah, it's it's a good school. It's a big school. It's fun, and you get to play good hockey still." And at the time, because if you ask people today, mm-hmm. like there's a lot more credibility towards playing D1 club. Oh, Is there? Oh yeah, it's it's much it's much more respected today than I, at least the way that I felt about it was like, Oh, I I'm, didn't know that. I, yeah. I felt like this is in, in a big part was too, was like they, Chris Perry, you know, yeah. I told him I was interested. He was like the GM at the time. And he, he sent me this long email and he's like, you have a spot on the team. We want you here. Like how do, how can, how do I, how do I get here? You here. And dude, no, he was, what a guy. Nobody else was doing what that. What a nice guy. Yeah, he was amazing. Dude, all you want is just to be wanted somewhere. That's all I wanted. And that was huge in making that decision, you know. They wanted me, and you and Jakes were there, and it was credible with all the other guys that were there. There was a locker room. You got sick gear. You <laughs> you know, like you got a uh, – we had a sleeper bus. And like, they wanted you there. And they wanted me there. And it, it just all made so much sense, you know. Yeah. And with that – with all those things, I, I definitely don't regret it. Yeah. But there is part of me that's like, I didn't accomplish my goal of playing, you know, NCAA or yeah. playing pro or anything like that. So, so that, I think that's the feeling I've been trying to reconcile is that was my whole career. It wasn't necessarily what I had expected it to be uh-huh. when I was young and and growing up and what even like coaches or friends or anybody had really expected of me so there's somewhat of a feeling of shame but also i am grateful for like all the experiences and how it's made me who i am today you know yeah and i wouldn't trade that because i i i would be in a totally different place if i had made the decisions to go this place or that place or whatever you know so it's such a weird feeling. I I I don't have it fully figured out, for sure. sure. I'm sure. I'm still kind of in the middle of it, and I think that's where, you know, playing roller hockey recently has been pretty redeeming, invalidating in it. Right? Is like, we've been playing roller hockey for a little over a year, and we got asked to play on that one in the one pro tournament with the one pro team. That wasn't like a huge thing, but. It, like being noted, like being like, "Hey, we want you on our team," and we're excited, <laughs> you know, like to play at the highest level. There is, is like, it felt good. I think it just feels good to be wanted. Yeah. Like, hey, we want you to play with us. Mm-hmm. Wherever it is, 
it's just nice yeah to have that feeling and you don't always feel like that even if it is true mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like that guides people's decisions way more than than you think about it in the moment i guess yeah it definitely did for me i think back and i think that was true for me it's just like oh we got to get you here like chris perry uh the general manager at oklahoma yeah that was huge i remember him doing that too and like he was like keeping track of how because i i don't know maybe this was true for you but uh when i was playing junior hockey still and i had like expressed interest he was like checking in with me weekly Mm. and being like dude i saw this happen nice job you know whatever yeah he did the same for me did he he would after games he'd be like oh you got two assists that's awesome good job like i'd be like whoa yeah this guy cares that's that's maybe one of the coolest things to come out of this conversation so far actually for me Mm. not that the rest was (laughs) i I don't mean (laughs) that but um just demonstrating to people the want for them to be a part of uh whatever it is you're part of yeah that you want them to join yeah that just that you care just like being like no we need you we want i mean that's true for for job too right like you want to at your job you want people to feel like too we need joe to do this because joe's gonna do it kid yeah interesting yeah so that's it as i don't that felt like a lot i felt like i've like rambled a lot okay there's i feel that that felt like a lot of details in there hopefully that was there's a lot enjoyable to listen to yeah no i I mean it's interesting for me i hope it's interesting for others i think more recently like i had like okay i got a question after that some someone uh in like a like a um like community group like Uh church group had been kind of asking about hockey a little bit okay and kind of explaining like even playing roller and how that works and and i for kind of the first time i had said out loud like i had expectations to play here to play in then to play professionally in the nhl or wherever you know and i didn't do it and i didn't like essentially i like failed in that goal yeah and i'm like recognizing that now sure as a 31 year old you know (laughs) (laughs) and almost 32 yeah and it's just an interesting place to be and Uh, i mean i think it's a cool place to be yeah I'm, i'm okay with it i mean it is what it is right yeah there's no like i i i'm not i can't i missed it there's such a there's a short time frame to do it right like i i are there any are there any things that you definitely would have done differently? Yeah, I, I definitely could have worked harder. Okay, I, I could have like obsessed over it a little more. Okay, um, I could have, you know, when I moved to Dallas is when I started drinking and partying, and and yeah. then like when we when we were playing together, it was partying was just as much a part of who we were as hockey players as in our identity, and that that took a big toll weird when your identity at that age is so wrapped up in the sport you play yeah did you feel like that did you i I guess i I shouldn't 
assume like you felt like that. I felt like that, but yeah, did you feel like that? Yeah, in a sense. I mean, we lived for the Saturday night party after our game, you know? Like, we didn't care if we lost. Like, we kind of cared, but we didn't really care. And there were guys on our team that some guys did care, and they weren't at the party, or they weren't, like, they weren't partying as hard as the next guy because they were pissed and they wanted to make it, you know? Yeah. Like, especially to see the guys who made it that we were playing with and to see the things they did differently and how I I was caught up in the partying piece of it all. Fitting and in. Fitting in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the guys that I see that made it, didn't care so much about that yeah you know they were they were obsessed over the hockey part what about hockey itself how long was that like your main identity honestly i think i, I don't know if it always was really i, I oh, think no. i think when i moved away to dallas i it kind of started like dismantling a little bit as like being really? a hockey player. Well, I mean, it was always a big thing. Like I was a hockey player, right? Yeah. But I think when I moved to Dallas, there was also like, oh, you're from California. And I started to embrace that like oh, you're California kid sort of thing. And I'm oh, like, interesting. ooh, there's another piece to me. I like being from California. I like, you know, the surf kind of world, the surf identity vibe, the... I like music. I like all this stuff. You know, like like there's more to me than just being a hockey player. Okay. And I like to party, you know, like <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, to have a good time. I like to have a good time. I I started recognizing those things in the hockey I just identity. think of Spicoli. That's what that was the dream, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, the hockey identity started dismantling probably in high school really and okay. i was able to differentiate myself when there's guys who just obsess over hockey i, I didn't obsess over hockey and okay that was a good a good thing in that i liked to do other things and liked other things but it, probably a bad thing and like people who are successful and do perform at the highest level are obsessive about what they do for the most part yeah or or at least are willing to sacrifice certain things. Yeah, which I wasn't. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, I had another question. Okay. Are there any like hockey career moments that weren't that were great but not in like a traditional sense? Like you you talked about the one where you guys won the national championship when you were young. Mm -hmm. Were there any others that were like Oh, that was actually a big moment for me. Um, I think getting drafted to that league was big. It okay. was it was validating. What what about non-traditional great moments? Cuz I feel sorry, I don't mean to say no, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but that's like a getting drafted seems like a traditional kind of big moment. Accomplishment. Yeah. Were there any like moments within hockey that you feel like oh you know what that meant a lot to me that was cool it was a big deal but it could have been something small from an um, outsider perspective my other idea is like another like accomplishment award type of thing okay what was it that 
that first when I was like in first grade, second grade or whatever, that first tournament team uh-huh. that I made, I had I guess I had a good tournament. I don't know. <laughs> How do you have a good tournament as that young? First grade. But I like won so I had no idea this was gonna happen, but I like surprisingly won like second team all star of the tournament or something. Yeah. I was like, Are you sure? Like they called my name, I was like, Are you, are you sure? <laughs> Me? I think it's like what the heck? Put your juice boxes up. Yeah, that was cool. I don't know. I didn't. I think because I was the type, wasn't the type of player that was like flashy or anything that I, I didn't. I don't know if I quite got recognized by things too often. Yeah, interesting. Do, do you wish uh, you had? Yeah, it's easy to compare. Yeah. Uh, maybe a cool one would be there was a team I played on every summer. Just getting asked to play on this team was a big deal. Okay. Um, it was called Team Northwest. Okay. And it was like a a team every summer we would play in the Calgary Stampede tournament. It's like during the like rodeo, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was the tournament and in Calgary. In Calgary, and there was um, it was like a few guys from California, and they had all the birthier teams. There were some guys from California. There were guys from Colorado, Texas, Arizona. And we would go up to Banff Uh. and we would train or it was a city right next to Banff where the hockey rink was. Right. Okay. But we would go out there and we would train for a week and practice together. And then we would go play in the tournament the next week. Oh, that's cool. That was, we did that for like three or four years. Ooh, that's cool. That was really fun. That was where I met all the guys from Dallas. I met guys from, that was actually where I met Matt McKinney for the first time. Oh, interesting. Was in Travis on one of those teams. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you get? Did you play street hockey growing up? Not really. What? Yeah. That's insane to me. That's actually nuts. Well, nobody around me played hockey. Oh, sure. In in roller, roller was a thing. Like people played roller, but there was this huge myth that it would ruin your ice hockey game. Yeah, I kind of think the complete opposite now. I think totally think the complete opposite. Yeah, I agree. Weird. So I I'm bummed I didn't play a lot of roller. But I understand the the fear of it. What? I don't know if I understand the fear. What What do you mean? I understand that we were fearful that it was going to like ruin your ice cream. Oh, just because somebody had said that. Yeah. I understand that we believe that. Mm. I don't like, I'm not upset. That, like I did play some roller, but I just, I didn't understand what roller was at the time. Like I didn't understand that it's it's essentially a different sport than ice. So earlier you had said like, you know, you've been feeling like some degree of shame. Why do you, why do you think you feel like that? And do you think there's anything you can do to not feel like that? Um, I think, I, I think it's cause I had a goal and I feel like I had these expectations on me, not just for myself for my parents, the sacrifice they they did, they yeah. like they a lot of time and money yeah. into this. You know, my friends, my coaches, my teammates, even like we we had these goals, and I just I I feel like I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. You know, when I moved, I decided to party. I yeah. I you know, girls came into the picture. I just I got distracted, and if if the person that I am today was back then, you know, that's the classic. If I knew now what I knew then, you know, (laughs) like I, I definitely 
and, and this is what I've learned from that experience, right? I, I would have taken advantage of every opportunity I had. I would have, I would have worked harder. I would have, you know, done the things that would have gotten me to the, to that, to the place I needed to be. So I think that's what I feel some shame over is that I just didn't, I, I, I wasn't focused. I wasn't like committed as, as you, as I said I was like some of the distractions kind of got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. I said that I wanted to do that, like playing the NHL, you know, and, but what I was actually doing wasn't lining up to what I said, what I was saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I feel shame in that because today that's, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. Is yeah. I, I want to be who I say I am. I want to do what I say. Like I want to, I want to be about it, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't want to just talk and don't want to get distracted. I don't want to be distracted. And yeah, I think that's where that, that shame comes in. And I think reconciling it has just been talking about it yeah, and processing it and being okay with it rather than I've carried the shame and, yeah. and you know, how to justify why I played at Oklahoma <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to get to, I'm not fully there yet, but working on getting to the place of not caring, you know? Yeah. Of like, yeah, this is just, this is just me. This is just what it is and what it's been. Yeah, and I mean, you're a young kid making mistakes. Yeah. That a lot of other young kids make. I mean, that everybody makes mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. makes mistakes. I think I, I get the shame because I, in some part, feel it too. Um It's just interesting how long you'll will hold on to it for. Yeah, I don't know. When it doesn't necessarily. I don't think I don't think we have to. I don't think you have to. Yeah. I don't think you should. You know, like you should have to, I guess. Yeah. I hope not. Because if it's your parents and coaches and people that, you know, you pointed out, like, sacrifice time, energy, money, all those things. If you learned from the mistake, then it was worth making. It was worth all that, in my mind. Yeah. I agree. It's hard to communicate. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, it would be one thing if you had made all those mistakes, the distractions got the better of you. And then that was just the theme of your life, mm. like continued theme. Mm. I don't know. Then it would, in my mind, seem like, well, you're missing the point. Mm. Yeah. I think something that ramped it up too is when I finished playing and moved back and I was coaching. Yeah. And you just didn't get as much credibility if you hadn't played professionally as a coach and the resume the resume was not there for me and that 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 was another piece of like reminder of like you didn't do it you know sure so i think i I hear you i hear what you're saying like yeah learning from the experience and i'm just i'm still kind of working through this feeling of 
reconciling what it all is, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just not fully there yet. I don't feel fully content of, like, to say, like, yeah. this is what my career was. I still am, like, kind of slowly working through it. Yeah, I wonder if... uh I wonder what it takes to feel content about something like that. I, I, I've experienced in some, in other places. Yeah. And so I think there is like ways to say, like being able to say, I am this and all the good and all the bad that comes along with it. I can handle both. I can handle it all. And I, and I'm good with that. Okay, so there's other areas where you've processed through something that you felt, you know, some level of shame for Mm -hmm. and now feel content about. Do you feel like it's harder with something like hockey because of how much a part of you it was for so long? And and with that, like the time level of time commitment. Yeah, I do. When it's such a big part of your identity for so long. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Because the other areas that I do feel content about, I know people who it is so much their identity that it's hard for them to work through. And I can reconcile, I can recognize that that's similar for me right now. Where it's harder for me to fully like be able to say, yeah. Yeah all of it i'm i'm okay like i can own the good and the bad and i think i'm getting to that point because i'm now like talking about it and recognizing it you know yeah but i'm just i i can also just say that i i don't i'm not fully there yet i'm still holding on to some of it i don't know i feel like it takes courage to say that that you're not over it because usually people talk about it when they're over it yeah right Thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's, it would be easier to say, yeah, I'm over it. Things are good now. I've kind of made my peace with it. Yeah. Feeling completely solid. Mm-hmm. That's what's, it's been cool playing roller and oh. and, and seeing there is, we, we could try to play on a pro team or something. You know, that there is a goal still. Like we're not, <laughs> you, you know, like I, I'm not trying to like do it it's different, you know, it's sure. tournament basis. So it's a lot easier to hold it loosely. Right. But it's kind of cool to have that validation to play high level hockey again. And just to say, yeah, we can, I can still compete at that level of play. I think that's been redeeming. Yeah. I could, I, I could see that. Cause we're, we're, I mean, it's the ice hockey career is over and I never, you never, there's no opportunity to play real ice hockey again. It's it's done, right? And and at least roller like there's some opportunity to play good roller hockey, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's story. That's it. Yeah, I think that's just where it ends. Okay, for today. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, sharing all of it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If our uh, listeners are still there. <laughs> <laughs> It was long. Was it? Yeah, we're at an hour and a half. Yeah. Play some tunes. Okay.
<laughs> well, this has been the Jobot and Laser Show. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>